Market Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betting Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now Cause it probably won't last Just poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Welcome to episode 42, season 2, episode 17 of the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast, the Western Conference Final. My name is Jonathan, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from Northeast Portland. Uh, Northeast Portland here, too. I'm Randy. Josh, almost in Idaho. A Greg in the hollow of geese. How many? Or goose. Gooses. What's coming up this episode, Greg? Yeah, coming Greg. up in this episode, Colorado recap, our 1-0 away win at Dick's Sporting Goods Park. We got uh, RSL's win over SKC. Holy hell. Uh, and the Western Conference Final Preview, your definitive, accurate, in-depth Western Conference Vanity Preview. We're pretty oh. amazing. All right, we're trying to power through this because Greg apparently has things to do like painting TIFO. Not, no, drawing out a TIFO. <laughs> yeah, don't let, yeah, don't let Greg fool you with his bullshit. He just stands around and drinks. Exactly. I mean, apparently some sort of supporter or something. Um Insert athletic supporter joke. <laughs> wah, wah. Hey, we oh. uh, we beat Colorado in what was not pretty at all. Very ugly game, um, but we won and we advanced. But at what cost? We'll talk about it at some point in the future. Yes, we will discuss it on a later podcast. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Tune out now. Yeah, so. I guess. That's <laughs> so much for that seamless intro. We won. We won one to zero. Larry Larry Smabiello won the game for us. Uh Bubakar is a dick. Um constantly running around and shoving people from behind off the ball during dead balls. What else happened? Um looked like we were go- man, you guys want to jump in or what? Yeah, I mean, let's get it. So I watched the something? yeah, I watched the the first half, and uh, I had to miss the the second half due to some Thanksgiving commitments. But you picked the wrong half to watch, friend. I did, dude. We were sitting there in the Airbnb, and I had to use my work VPN so I could watch the actual game because we were in Canada and the TV rights. But it worked, and I pulled the game up, and it was awesome, and it just. The, for all the things that I said about Colorado, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad that they've been off for so long because they're going to be rusty. And either A, they were really good, or B, we were just really not good. What? Hold on a second. What, what do you mean Thanksgiving? You're in Canada. They don't even have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving's they over. They do have Thanksgiving, but it's in October. Yeah, but but right. uh, we, we chose to go visit my dad's family in St. Catharines, Ontario for Thanksgiving this year, as opposed to go to my parents' house for Thanksgiving, in which we just go there for like four days and sit in the house all day because it's boring and there's nothing to really do in <laughs> Epping, New Hampshire, if anyone doesn't know where that is. So Brianna so was like, your- maybe we should. Ooh, what's that? 
I was going to ask if your Canada family was going to come here to Portland for Boxing Day. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, my uncle Eric is 95 years old. He's actually my great uncle, and he is a sarcastic, uh, hilarious old dude, and he hasn't lost a fucking step. And uh, he was actually telling some really interesting World War II stories uh, from his time in the Royal Navy. And uh, it's going to be very disappointing when he eventually passes away because all those stories are going to die with him. But he told us a bunch uh, and some wild shit and lost at sea in the Bermuda Triangle. And I'm like, are you just old and crazy making shit up right now or is that real? And it turns out it was real because it was in the newspaper. So I I was in Lincoln City with my family and, you know, my my sister's family came in from South Carolina, uh, Wisconsin. Um, one, my niece was in, at school in California. Um, um, my mom came in from Chicago. Uh, my uncle came in from LA. Um, and I, you know, Thanksgiving commitments, I flat out told those guys we're watching the Timbers match on Thanksgiving Day. (laughs) Good man. Yeah, uh, it's a it's a good call out. And uh, I unfortunately fucking missed it. And or at least the the half that I would have wanted to see. And then I was trying to check on my phone, but I um, it just did not did not really work out. But I was checking scores. And then when I saw the Mabiala goal, I got super pumped because the only reason he's scoring all these postseason game, uh, all these postseason goals is because I gave him a vest. There you go. Most likely. Probably. And then he thanked Josh. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> but so, so a, a tale of two halves. So I saw the first one and Colorado didn't look like they missed any games and they came out like full press attacking, looked good. And literally we were chasing the game. Yeah. Um, look, they could have scored in the first five minutes. Um, his face had that header that went wide and and Clark was not even not even paying attention like it was like he had he would have had no chance to get it if it had been on the other side of the pole do you think um, he was thinking about Jesus I don't know what he was thinking about um, Jesus on the pole he wasn't <laughs> oh boy yeah I'm back to mute uh, yeah, um, and back to Randy. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't know how to come back from that. Um, what Jesus did? Did you just come back in three days? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, back thirty minutes later. <laughs> I mean, he got a. Actually, Clark had a bunch of saves, but all, a lot of those saves were like point blank saves. A couple of them were like you know right at him, and he would have had to actively jumped out of the way to not make the save. He still did pretty good. Um, Kept us in that match, and then the second half we started to boss those guys around more. Wait, when Jonathan? was it? Then? <laughs> what? Uh, it was on Thanksgiving. <laughs> what? Josh said, "When was this game?" Uh, um, <laughs> uh, I so again, is this was it that the Timbers weren't good, or was that this was a, a tactical genius setup by? Mr. Gio Savarese and that he focused on being defensive for the first half to get a feel for the game and then went for it in the the second half. It was the game plan 
it was the game plan, but I wouldn't call it genius. I yeah. kind of think it was the wrong thing to do. I mean, it ended up working it, out, but I thought it was a good thing to do. Just if if you know, maybe just don't be so bad at defense in the beginning part of it. You know what I mean? We yeah, got that's we, definitely, we definitely got lucky, right? But I mean, th- that's the thing. You come out busting. You know, there's there's two approaches they could have taken. They could have he could have come out. You know, balls to the wall in the first half, and if 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 things go our way and we score early, we're in a good position. But then we're gassed for the second half, and then that lets them gives them a chance to you know come back with a late equalizer. This this was a pretty solid approach, I thought. Not super entertaining, but like you just we didn't we didn't really park the bus by. Um, I mean, people you know the Sounders fans were complaining that that we did the same thing that RSL did, and it's not even close. Just not we even close. Yeah, just because we weren't. It wasn't high press constantly. It doesn't mean we were parking the bus. Um, no, we, we definitely weren't parking the bus. We yeah. just weren't playing through the midfield. We were playing over the top and, you know, not not trying to p- build from the back or play through the midfield. Not at all what RSL was doing. I, I thought it was a good strategy to, um, you know, short rest, come into Colorado in altitude, just, you know, try and be chill out the first half don't overexert yourself try you know keep your fingers crossed that you're still you know you want to go into that second half with a with a tie um uh you know or obviously uh, you know it's not like we didn't take shots or do we even yeah we had some shots but uh, i thought that was a, a a not super fascinating to watch on television strategy but i thought it was smart strategy and it well yeah because if you get winded you're done there's no like yeah. coming back from that. So it's like, why not take the first half and be a little calm, figure it out and come in strong the second. By the time the first 45 was over, they had seven shots to our two and the game ended up with us 12, them 10. So clearly we came out in the second, but wouldn't you rather have seen them like push hard in the first 25 and get a favorable game state and then kind of sit back and observe? No. That's no. American. All right. No. I would have rather yeah, yeah. the second half matters. I would have. I was okay. The only thing I didn't like us was the fact that we were so sloppy in the in the first half. Um, in I fairness, guess. Greg, I don't disagree with what you're saying. Like, wouldn't why not go out and you know strike first? And uh, I think uh, so. This is the question of is Geo a tactical genius in that it worked and we won, or should we have just played the whole game balls to the wall? But no, I... <laughs> he's not a he's not a tactical genius. He's tactically sound. What he is a genius about is he is a player's coach. He is on a team and we're going to get to this when we talk about uh, Seba and Espria, but on a team where every single match is next guy up, uh, he somehow manages to bring out the best in eh, the whole yeah, 18. I agree. He's, he's eh, so good. Quite, I don't know if I agree with that because we lose a lot of games that we should there's stretches this this year that when yeah when Valeri was starting no Randall. it's not it at all <laughs> we've established that it was not when Valeri was starting um, that we just didn't weren't motivated to to win games that we should have it's a good thing you don't and, fucking grade um, history papers twenty eighteen was twenty eighteen we got, we got to the final a, go ahead sorry I was gonna say it wasn't a an exciting strategy but it was you know conservative and it and it and it was the smart way to do it sometimes you got to be boring 
Fair enough. I'll take it. So, I mean, that kind of is the a tale of two halves. So the first part was, you know, very slow and sloppy and defensive. And the second part was, you know, putting some runs together and, and full on attack. But in part of this, we lost what is arguably the MVP of our season outside of the master Diron Espria. What? Yeah, I think that happened like what was it like 48 minutes, just like a couple minutes after the half started. Um, I got to tell you, man, I I couldn't, I could barely watch this game. Uh, It was, I was just like a ball of stress the entire time. It happened right before the half too. Just the, what, what happened before the half? With his um, memory started holding his, was that the game before? Different game. Oh my God. Josh. Go back Welcome, to Josh, to Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. <laughs> Hi, what episode are we on? Three? Okay, two episodes ago, Josh. Um, you were at that game. <laughs> you were not at this one. And I was the only one of us that like watched this game. <laughs> God damn it. So, so, yeah, it was like in the 50th or whatever minute, and it looked like he you know, pulled his hammy, and it was immediately yeah. he was calling for uh, a sub, like, I'm out, I can't do this anymore. And obviously I wasn't watching. So what was the – how did that – how did the tide turn with him going out and us all of a sudden going on the attack? He became a well, coward? We we were on the attack. I mean, what it didn't really – I mean that was Randy, that's like three minutes into the half. That doesn't that's count. That's part of it though. He was that was part of the thing that we started doing. That was like the first step. We didn't we just started going for it and pre- we came out higher than we did before. We weren't laying as far laying as back. Josh yeah. or Josh Greg, lay some soccer IQ on us. What did we do? He so he injured himself hauling ass into the box and pulling a hamstring. Like that's an attacking move. That is going for it. That's Sorry, I was only half listening to what you guys were saying. I was reading a text. Oh my god, damn! But there you go. Uh, no, it Greg. was push- it was opening the second half, guns blazing. Like, how many times did we score in the first three minutes of the second half this season? At least three, four times. Yeah, like thirty-five. Yeah, he gotten Geo was that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Christ almighty. So, I mean, we'll talk about this in the in the RSL preview, but without question, based on how Blanco had been playing, it was definitely that, Randy, if you were nervous already, it couldn't have felt good when he went out. No, I couldn't eat it. Like, my family was, like, hovering around. Hey, have some, you know, because it's, like, Thanksgiving and there's, like, a ton of stuff laying out, you know, snacks and everything. Hey, you want this? And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, if I smell water, I'm going to throw up right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't uh, you have a Sounders fan in, in your family? Yeah, that's Gretchen's side of the family. They weren't Ugh. there. Okay. Gross. So, yeah. So, yeah, big deal. And then so Seba goes out, uh, Sub comes in, and then the attack still continues. We're, we might we should just skip to the end. And we don't, none of us know what we're talking enough to make this interesting. Talking I don't. To make this interesting. The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Jimmy had just, a fantastic chance. Yeah, he did. That uh, cross from Moreno. Um, that was like at the 85th minute, wasn't it? It was we have someone named Jimmy on the team. Yeah, it was super oh late, um, and it was just like the one he had the week before that he missed too. Um, and I'm going to blame this on the altitude uh, 
Felipe's uh, pass was uh, just a little bit off because he didn't he didn't calculate for the altitude. <laughs> That's funny. Well, so then okay, let's let's fast forward because Randy doesn't want to talk about the game. So uh, the Aspria red card and Greg, if I am correct, you have some late breaking news. I wouldn't call it late breaking news. It's just some insight. Uh, so MLS announced that the appeal on the red card was unsuccessful. Uh, we knew that you mentioned that earlier in the chat, Jonathan. I'm sure everybody's seen tweets and whatnot. Uh, but looking They're never up, successful, almost almost never. Yeah, you see those things. I didn't have high hopes for that, and considering that there's, I, I can't remember what they were. But you've, I think there's been other ones that that seemed more likely to be overturned that weren't. So here's um, the real bullshittery. Here's the real kicking a man when he's down. Not only was the appeal unsuccessful, they turned around and slapped him with a fine after the fact. What? For, what? for, for not what, not leaving the pitch in a timely fashion. Uh, well, I mean, oh. that's that's legit. He, he, you know, you're, you have to leave the pitch. I was I was actually watching that. I was like, man, but, I'm surprised they're letting him stay on. Right, they're but talking the, about when he didn't leave the field, he stayed on. Afterwards, he kind of sat down on like on yeah, the steps. Yeah, weren't they waiting for? No, I thought like, oh, I didn't know they were. Wa- it didn't look like they were waiting for him. They had already done the check. Uh, this was afterwards. He didn't go off. He didn't go into the tunnel. He sat on the steps for a while. That's probably what that was for. Letter of the law. That's correct. But yes, come on. Like, there's two matches left to go. He's already going to be missing oh, the next I, one. Eh, whatever, man. Uh, <sighs> you, you're a professional. That's what you got to do. You know how. You know what you're supposed to do when you get a red card. That's what you're supposed to do. I think well, he Randy's doesn't. right, Greg. <laughs> yeah. Plus, that fine was an undisclosed amount. So. <laughs> They're all so in MLS terms, yeah. it was for eight dollars and a pack of Oreos. Yes, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think that was a red card. You know why? Because he was not. That was not an attempt to hit the guy in the face. That was an, the guy grabbed the ball out of his hand. You see him reach down to try and grab the ball out of his. And he hand also didn't hit him in the face. Yeah, I mean, he grazed him. He like grazed like the, him the side of his arm. Like, you know, down. And I thought that was a bad, a bad call. Maybe should have been a yeah. yellow, but it's uh, should have been a yellow beforehand from whoever, whatever that little troll's name was who shoved him from behind. Um, Abubakar probably should have had. There was a um, couple of couple. I don't know. Uncle is a is a if Ted useless. Ted Uncle shows that dude a yellow as he's pushing Aspria from behind. None of this escalates. Nothing ever happens. Yeah, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a red anyway. Well, it is a red, and they chose to not overturn it. And yeah. it's stupid on Dyron's part to get caught up in that moment. But I understand. Like we've all been in some type of bullshit moment where you're all amped up, and you know, blah blah blah. And so it happens. But it's like you're winning one to nothing. Mabiala scored another freaking goal all you have to do is not put your hands near another player's face for a throw it and just play the damn game and he didn't yeah mr november okay so he's not gonna make that next game he if he's good in the regular season he's shit in the postseason he was super (laughs) sour or super sad about it yeah so that room yeah, that's that's it sucks. And 
Uh, it was still nice to see people celebrating in the locker room post that game and the video they they posted. But uh, I guess, Randy, your question there was Esprit a red card. Was it deserved? And no, I don't think it was deserved. But I think that he should have to, he should know better. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I guess you should know better in that you should never try to do anything anytime anyone shoves you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. I don't think that his actions were a foul yeah. or anything. no matter yeah. what, you're not allowed to fight back. It was just a, and I don't even, I mean, he was trying to grab, he was, I don't think he was trying to hit the guy. I think he was trying to get the ball out of his hands. Yeah. So you think they um, your... cover up for bad reffing? <laughs> Transparency, bro. About that. <laughs> Ding. <laughs> um, so. Hey, your last Felipe Mora tried. I want to mention this. He tried a bicycle kick, and he did it in the most um, reserved way possible. He had to be very careful when he did that because there was guys' faces all over the place, and he could have very easily been called for uh, a dangerous kick. But he he did it in a very controlled, very sort of small way, um, and it ended up rolling off that guy's back and Mabiala saw that happen and he was able to like leap out sideways and kick it in. So, um, that was a moonshot. He destroyed we, that ball. <laughs> We're, uh, what are we like three games in a row with bicycle kick attempts now? Yeah. That's, we should change the name of the team. Yeah. That to joke what? didn't land last time, Josh. Did I say that last time too? Yeah. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Why would I have said that? <laughs> because we Talking had two games Dairon. in a row. Dairon and then Mabiala. I don't know. Whatever. I don't. Three games. Yeah. I don't like <laughs> you right. guys. And what's life like right. in your head, Josh? Hey, like, what happens? In it's there? not. It's just not. <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about how much Uncle's a really bad ref. Um, the Espria red card thing happened in the ninety-third minute when we were supposed to have four minutes of stoppage, um, I counted it out there. They wasted about two minutes waiting, you know, for, I guess they did a cursory check. And then by the time they restarted uh, a good two minutes had passed by. Um, and then the final whistle didn't end up blowing until 97 minutes and 53 seconds. So by all accounts, that game went on, uh, what is that? Six, at least two or three minutes too long. Ted uncle just hates his family and really didn't want to go to Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, thank fucking God. There's a game. I got to extend this shit. Uh, let's talk about the RSL win who I will label the spoilers and the giant killers. So RSL barely squeaked into the playoffs. We actually uh, hammered them towards the end of the season, which was a, pretty close to where uh, they needed to win and, and we took it away from them. But say what you will about their performance in Seattle. They figured out a way to win with no shots on goal or no shots at all. And to, you know, have a, a flashy keeper doing some dumb shit and 
and it worked and they were able to to pull it off. Winning away in Seattle is only easy for the Portland Timbers. So credit <laughs> to them on that one. And then you move into Sporting Kansas City and they also managed to pull off a, a very late win. And if anyone watched that game or the highlights of that game, the the Bobby Wood goal in the end was just like one of those uh, he went for it and it just got enough of a deflection and, and move and and it goes in. And that's the reason why he played for yeah. the US men's national team. But that was a sweet fucking goal. That was, Randy was that super was, happy for that goal. He, um, why was I happy for that goal? I don't remember, but in the chat, you were just like all about Bobby Wood. I mentioned that he used to be on the US men's national team. <laughs> I mean, he still is, but he hasn't started. He's not seen a lot of playing time lately. He, and he was kind of hot shit like two years ago, was it? Yeah, he was playing in the Bundesliga. I mean, he's he's a really good player, but he obviously like, crapped out in Europe and 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 came home. But I mean, that type of goal is a is a player who can come in and and change a game, and and yeah. he did exactly that. He so, didn't change the game though. They those guys. Yeah, he uh, changed the game. They fucking won it. Sporting Kansas City came out flat that second half, and and RSL was all over them. The entire second half. Um, so a game-winning goal does not change the game, according to no, Randy Kilway. It doesn't change the game. The game it was headed that way, anyways. They that were fu- already they were they were already um, sporting Kansas. If there was a goal coming in that game, it was it was coming from SKC. Yeah, and that Bobby Wood goal doesn't happen without Justin Merrim reaching back six years in the past, finding the fountain of youth and turning on the Jets totally down that Totally fair. That was his run was unbelievable on that goal. Just, but, Justin Merrim is is like the he's the upsetter, man. He they keep subbing him on and he keeps causing trouble, helping other people cause trouble. Yeah. He's, been, he's been that way a lot this season. So Real Salt Lake managed to knock out two teams that they probably should not have knocked out. However, both Seattle and Sporting Kansas City struggled towards the end of the season, so hence the reason that Colorado got, you know, the uh, they won the West. But this is where it's two away games, and they've come up with a, a tactic to win both of those games away, and it sets up a very interesting matchup here in Portland. Josh, why don't you continue us on this journey? So there's a little thing called the Western Conference Final, and we're in it, (laughs) and we're actually going to host RSL. We played them, what, three times this season so far, and we've beat them every time. Handily. Yeah, like, well, we uh, Greg wrote stats for me because I don't really know anything about anything. Three to two, but, six um, to one, and three to one. I was going to say the dates also, <laughs> but Randy said it, so we'll just leave it at that. No, and, so, well, we got to talk about for those results, and this is one of the things where you're thinking about the preview, and you're thinking about, oh, shit, what do we do without Blanco and without Espria? And all three of those games were with wildly different lineups. And with different formations. So I think we have the ability to to beat them with with what we have. And Geo is going to figure it out. Totally. And yeah, I think, you know, I, I know none of us really have that much faith in Geo. But um, I have faith in him to win this game. Um, it's a little scary with not having Spria or Blanco. But 
We got Blake. We'll do it. <laughs> what do you think? Do you think he starts Valeri? No, you can't. <sighs> Why can't you? At home. Why can't you? Because you're going to have to pull him in 20 minutes. Well, that's not. That's just not even close to being true. Then you just want not someone floating minutes. like you want someone like floating in the front like Audi. Yeah. So wait, let's. What are all we will like let's get to the predictions. We have that's part of the agenda. So uh, first, we have results. Oh, okay. I'll say them. I guess. Jonathan, yeah. your result is three two Timbers. Ooh yes, Randy. Yours is 2-1 Timbers. That's a coward's prediction, but I'm standing by it. it is, you know, <laughs> cowards have coward predictions. Greg is 4-1, and I'm 4-0. So I'm I'm going 3-2 because I think that RSL now has momentum behind them as giant killers have taken out two top-seeded teams and they uh, have shown that they have a way to win or know how to win. And I think that's going to give them some oomph coming into the game. But did you watch that game? Uh, I watched. They weren't giant. They weren't giant killers. They didn't even oh, like show up. Giant killers. Did, did you watch the game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think Josh. Josh, Josh watched the game. Yeah, uh, we, giant we killers doesn't time. mean yeah, it doesn't mean that they're coming out and firing on all cylinders. It means that they have the ability to pull off upsets. Okay, I but wanna... then their upset wouldn't be three two, or even pull back two. Their upset would be us be nil nil, and then them win in penalties. I, I wanted to take the three two scoreline, Jonathan. You already had it, so I went two one. I, I think you're. I think you're. Gonna, I think that's what's going to happen. Those, so you... they're, they're amped up. Um, and they're one game away from going to the cup. Uh, I think they're going to be up for this match. And, and as we all know, no matter how many times you lose tre- tremendously to a team, uh, you can always come back and beat them. And I'm talking about how we lost yeah, embarrassingly to Austin twice. Do you think season. they're going to come out strong and get those first two goals in the first half? or One goal in each half. Okay. Also, yeah. RSL's coach said today that Albert Rusnak, who missed the last two due to catching COVID, uh, should be back in training by middle of this week and should be available for this match on Saturday. Okay, so he has no lung capacity. Well, just because he tested positive doesn't mean he had he was symptomatic, you know? Do you he think he has Omicron? <laughs> he won't be able to smell the where the ball is. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so sniff out those opportunities. <laughs> yeah, I, Randy, that's exactly how I feel, and that's why I gave him the three to two scoreline as well. Where I think we still win, but they're up for it. They again knocked out two higher seated teams, and they're. I think they're going to be in a in a pretty good position. Obviously, we have great results against them this year, and we have that game where Ochoa gave up six goals and all the photos from the highlights of that game were him just laying on the ground, holding on to a soccer ball, like with a, a face in disgust. And I would like for that to happen again, but I think it's going to be a bit more of a squeaker than it is going to be a total domination. So he's been having fun with the fan base of the other teams. And uh, the announcers are talking, are talking him up as the, you know, he's playing the villain and he's enjoying it. You know, they've interviewed him about it. 
Yeah, I like Ochoa. I wonder if he's going to try. I mean, I'm sh- you got to assume he's going to try and pull that kind of crap here. Totally, dude. He's a he's a giant piece of shit eating every second <laughs> of it. And no way. Um, if you watched any of that Seattle match where he was just taunting everyone, and it's cool to do it, and you should because it's getting everyone fired up. But it's like that kind of guy. And I, there was a pot like the MLS podcast that. Uh, they said where as soon as something goes wrong and he doesn't do well, like he is going to get super shit on by everyone. It's like, you shouldn't have been cocky. You shouldn't have been cocky. Hey, um, we have a moral duty, moral obligation to beat these guys because we can't let a team whose owner was essentially sacked for being racist we can't let that team make it to the finals and have that be a talking point. You know, in Portland. RSLs, who, you know, who knew how this year was going to turn out? You know, they had to lose, you know, all that kind of crap that goes on, losing the coach. And, um, and yeah, you I don't ex- want to hear, I don't want to hear any of that garbage. You um, mean exactly what happened in the NWSL? <laughs> yeah. With the Washington well, Spirit winning? Fuck. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Greg. You are, yeah, Greg. One thing I will say, Debbie, Debbie that, Downer. <laughs> one thing I'll say that changes <laughs> the dynamics of their match against us versus RSL's previous two. Uh, they were completely and totally the underdogs in against Seattle and against KC, and you could argue that they were the underdogs uh, coming at us originally. But without Blanco and without Espria. I think yes. we're on level footing. There we is got him no exactly real, where we want him. There is no real <laughs> underdog. And uh, bringing up again, Gio being a player's coach, he's going to use, let's do this for Saba. Let's do this for Dyron uh, as motivation. Yeah. Yeah. And that re- that's what influenced my uh, big score line. Has that ever Here's- been a thing? <laughs> let's do this for Dyron. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> make make a patch, a Josh. Yeah, and that's actually that's how this podcast started. It was was Jonathan saying, "Let's do this for Dyron." <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's my favorite Full player. circle. <laughs> yeah, I. So one of the things I will say that I'm happy about is, uh, even though we're going to miss two key attacking players, our uh, everyone else, we didn't have any yellow card accumulation. That's been a hit, which is awesome. I was going to say fantastic, but I know that Greg can't go back through and add the ding because he's uh, busy. And now I have to add that one, asshole. Yeah, that was in the 34th minute. I will write that down. I'm going to send you the minutes where I know we fucked up. So, uh, but what what I was going to say is no yellow card accumulation. So our, you know, defense is going to be there. Zuperich got one last game. Mabiala in the, the first game. But so I think for lineup predictions, our defense has been pretty solid. And I think Mabiala is on cloud nine. And I don't see any changes in the starting lineup in that position. Any Any takers? Sure. I mean, no, no takers. I, I agree with you. Nope. Steady. Slow and steady. Keep it up. Unless, unless Geo's going to pull a Geo and, and do one of those random uh, change into the lineups just to confuse the other team. <laughs> it's going to be Blake Bodily starting yeah. center back. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I actually really and want Hunter him to do. <laughs> I want him to <laughs> suit up Blanco and have him sit on the bench. Just to just to make him make the other guys make those yeah. guys think that he's coming he's available. That's yeah, a good that idea. I like that. Yeah, like oh shit, Blanco's coming out. <laughs> so 
All right, then. Uh, so I think defense, we're all in line. I think defensive midfield, same thing. It's going to be Chara and Paredes. Any any changes? Nope, that's right. All right, here comes the, the part that I think we all want to talk about, which is attacking midfield. So we're playing in a 4-2-3-1, which we've been playing for for most of this season. And I think we continue with that formation. I cannot decide um, who who is going to be where and who is going to start. So my, I'm going to just throw out a guess. And I don't know if Felipe Mora is comfortable playing in any of these positions, but I'm going to say it's going to be Jimmy Chara on a wing, Felipe Mora in central midfield in more of like a false nine type of role, and then Mourinho playing the other wing. Mm, no. no, really, way. no. If anything, you swap Moreno and and, and uh, Mora. Mar- Marvin Luria is going to start this match on the right side. Oh, he probably is. Luria on the right, uh, Moreno on the left. Jimmy uh, playing that number ten spot. Yeah, I agree with Greg. That's, Moreno that does, does better really when he nice. starts too. Yeah, Moreno's going to start, and Luria's fast and young and has some defensive pressure, too. Uh, they're going to play a lot of counter-press, uh, like we saw against Minnesota. And um, and then if we need to mix it up at some point, uh, he might bring on Valeri. We should uh, bring on Valeri. After maybe the 65th or 70th minute. Uh, don't know if he pulls out Jimmy and slides and uh, just does a one for one swap, or if he pulls out one of the wings and slides Jimmy over to make room. But he'll, he'll pull out Mora, uh, not Mora. I'm sorry, uh, Luria. Yeah, there's a good chance of that. Um, but I think. Knee- oh, we haven't gotten to forwards yet. We're still on midfield. Yeah, right? but You're like, that's not fast. I'm trying to figure yeah. this all out in my head. <laughs> we don't have a very deep attacking bench. We have a very we deep defensive bench. And if you look at who was on the bench for the last game, uh, I have it pulled up here. It's, it was Valeri, Mora, Ivicic, Tuiloma, Fashive, Luria, Mourinho, Bonilla, and McGraw. And two of those players who are attacking are going to be on the field starting this time. So that leaves Oof. not very many options. And so obviously Blake Bodily hilariously is going to make this bench for sure because there's nobody else to freaking play. The only Tula reason in the midfield to alone in the midfield. Yeah. 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 He, he, can, he, can, he can play defensive midfield. So if you can push Paredes up to be an actual winger, but I mean, Tui Loma is not playing in the attacking midfield position at all. So well, unless it leads um, us to change our formation, like maybe a four, three, three, because it'd be Paredes Chara Tui Loma in the defensive midfield. Christmas Didn't, tree. Uh, Eric Williamson wasn't he at all the trainings this week? No I mean way. that would be a dream, but there's no fucking way. <laughs> oh god! Like, what? Um, I can see, I can see a Christmas tree. With I just a same, pulled a Josh. Same back four. Yeah, you did. Uh, same back four. Tuoloma, um, Paredes, Chara, next up, and then Jimmy Moreno next up, and then a striker. And then a striker. I mean, that it would make sense given the the players that we have available, but it's disappointing to go to that type of formation. No, that's thing, not going to happen. It might. There's no way Jimmy and Moreno 
haven't played enough together to pull all the strings, just the two of them. Like Moreno is too new to the team. There's no way that's going to happen, but it could be Luria. So yeah, we'll see. And then the other thing I was going to say is, man, remember when we got rid of Jeremy Obobese who could play on the wing? That was pretty cool. <laughs> hmm. So. Uh, you said we don't have a deep attacking bench. The only reason we don't is because we did earlier in the season, and now they're all hurt. Yeah, we're kind of fucked um, heading into this. And so the last position here is striker. And I've been listening to podcasts, and I've been reading articles, and I think it's a real toss-up between who gets to start. Is it Nizgoda or is it Mora? It's got to be Mora. Nizgoda didn't really do a lot. Yeah, this last match, they've we've done that experiment for a while. Let's get back to the way it works. Or do we put him on first just to see what he does, and then we can always take him off? That's what we did this time. Still get five subs. Yeah, I was thinking it was going to be Nizgoda, but as I was opening my mouth to say that, I started doubting myself. I agree with Randy. It'll be Mora. Yeah. Okay, so Greg, your final lineup is more up top, Luria, Mourinho, and Chara in attacking midfield, not in that specific order on the field, uh, but then Chara and Paredes in defensive midfield, same same defensive back line, and then obviously Steve Clark. Yes, and I appreciate you doing the lineup backwards. Yes. <laughs> I was trying to go in that no, direction. Steve Clark is a striker. Yeah, duh, Greg. <laughs> We're playing in a one-three-four-one. You don't need defenders to win games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, all right, cool. I think I am in agreement overall with those predictions. Although I still could see maybe Mora falling back to a a a false nine type of role, or maybe we even see a four-four-two. I don't know. It's possible. Anything's possible. Right. I believe that a three to two win against RSL earlier in the summer was a four, three, three. I was trying to look at that earlier. So I would sound intelligent to avoid editing uh, for Greg because he's got important things to do. Hey, you guys want to know something that's dumb about MLS? No. The fact that we don't find out until Tuesday, tomorrow, um, because we're recording on Monday, we're not going to find out till Tuesday who else is in the, the Eastern Conference Finals? It's the dumbest thing ever. It is. A solid three-week break for the first seed in the East. Good job, MLS. <laughs> I, I, so should we – I don't know if you guys watched the game yesterday, but when I got home, the game was on. And poor Nashville and that penalty. Oh, uh, God. The f- <laughs> saves in the first two, like the first save was oh, like, a ba- like a bad placement on the kick, whatever. The second save was actually pretty good because that could have gone in and then just completely missing the next two. And wow, Jeez, that was so bad. So Has a two nil penalty shootout ever happened in professional soccer? I've no, never seen don't one. win on two. You have to have three goals to, to win. No, it ended two nil. You just have to be. Oh, two. I thought yeah, you had to be four. You had to go oh, you have to be yeah, two yeah, ahead yeah. after three kickers, I think. Sorry. Um Yeah, I don't know, man. That's that's people say that the the double post match was a exercise in bad penalty kick taking, but um this one wins for sure. And you can add um what's that keeper's name? 
Gretchen knows. Andre Blake? Yeah, Andre Blake. You can add Andre Blake to uh, Trivia Night on yeah. MLS keepers who have had shutouts in PKs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's a real good one. So that one save ahead was, was fantastic too. The the strong palm, the up in the air one off to the right. Sweet. And what else? Anybody else have something to say? I got um, nothing to say. I'm glad you cheer, chimed in to tell us that. <laughs> As if we didn't already know that. I will be missing the game this weekend because I scheduled a dude's trip to Anchorage, Alaska long before uh, this was a thing. And is it, is it a dude's uh, Thanksgiving trip? Another another. Th- no, luckily these dudes both like sports. They're just not huge soccer fans, but they're. I wouldn't uh, call it a Homer dude's fans. trip. <laughs> what, None what of you guys you are dudes. Where are you I going? I can't say it. I get in trouble when I say stuff. I'm going to Anchorage, Alaska with my friends ah, Tyler and Adam. And it is the high on Friday is going to be negative four. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be ridiculously cold. These are guys who will, who will go to the bar and Randy, what the fuck are you doing? Whoa! Someone maxed out their um, speakers. Yeah, that was that was just Randy. ignore it. Yeah. So it anyway, more work for Greg. <laughs> we are I, we I are going to Anchorage and we are going to watch from a bar up there, assuming they have internet and TV. Why? Uh, Why did you guys pick Anchorage in December? Uh, Adam has never been there and Adam is about to uh, be a soon to be parent and we wanted to go somewhere and then we were thinking like places like people haven't been and Adam's like oh I've never been there and Tyler used to live in Anchorage between like the ages of like 6 and 18 so you wanted to go somewhere where you would be inside the whole time you were there yeah, I know. Like, certainly, negative eight is the weather where people die. So I don't really. Know. It's like the opposite of the heat dome that we experience. So we're gonna have to be safe and uh, do it. I was like, like a week ago, we're going. Should we switch this up and maybe just cancel it and go to, I don't know, like Mexico instead? Yeah, but or you guys could have just go gone to like fun. the Allison for a weekend or something. Um, if you're not leaving, you're not going. So out anyway, out. man, make sure you guys come back with all your fingers and toes. Yeah, we'll try. We'll try. See, I'm going to test my my body skills. But yeah, so I'm going to miss the game. And Josh, you're going to miss it too. Yeah, I'm um, doing. I'm celebrating Hanukkah in um, Idaho with my sister. So we're driving there on Wednesday. Uh, why? Sounds like fun. Is that a thing that people say? Why? No, I, I just tried some. What'd you say? What'd you say? I thought I said some kind of. He said Laheim. Yeah. Oh, Laheim. That's like cheers. Yeah. Is that a, is that an appropriate thing to say? Not really, because I have to hang out with my sister. <laughs> <laughs> well, shoot. Uh, well, Margot gets a bunch of Hanukkah presents, so that's cool. Um, I'm going to go to the match. Are you going to go to the match, Greg? Yes, sir. Greg's going to go make some tifo tonight. Yep. Ooh, some sloppy TiVo. Greg, do I really need to sign up for that thing? You know, to can I just show up and help, or do I need to like register and say I'm going to show up? If you show up, I won't turn you away. Okay, I'm not showing up. (laughs) Listen to this motherfucker (laughs) over here. You're the cockiest (laughs) little asshole I've ever heard. Like I'm there, and it'll be like him, and like hey, it's cool, guys. It was cool. 
and he'll turn around and he'll be like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's cool, guys. He's with me. He's with me. Oh, like, yeah. Um, and then they're uh, asking who yeah. you are. <laughs> but, uh, I think we should briefly talk about the, the funny thing that happened in Timber's Wonderland where uh, our podcast was quoted as an actual news source. <laughs> oh, was that in Wonderland or Left Flank? Left Flank. Oh, Left Flank. Sorry. Yeah, it was the, the the post was a really good question, and it said it referenced an article saying that it really doesn't affect merit, and is it worth it to continue to do this? And I boycott responded talking about the boycott. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. The, the boycott of concessions, and I immediately responded with like, oh, where's the link? I want to read this article because that goes along with what we identified as the right thing to do. And then he just responded. He's like, oh, someone had a thread about it earlier this week. And I was like, oh, it's our fucking podcast. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and the next question is, uh, is that this going to make you guys take our journalism and sources and responsibility a little more seriously now. Well, now I'm going to try to get press passes to Timbers games. Well, I mean, we were, we were quoted, bro. Judging judging by the amount of um, outtakes in this supposedly edit, edit free editing free episode. It did not make us take our job more seriously. (laughs) Hey, we've done some quality interviews. We took all of our interviews very seriously, but otherwise there's, you know, we're just talking about soccer games and farts. Yeah. That's all that matters. (laughs) All right. Our closing song is. (laughs) Are we there? Yeah, we're there. Yeah. (laughs) Plain sailing weather by Frank Turner. Um, I thought this song, I listened to it because Josh, Jonathan was got all weird and passive. I was hurt. About, I don't want to <laughs> pick the song because nobody likes my songs. Um, <laughs> Wait, did you pick you pick this song, Jonathan? Yeah, I did. I was, I was, oh this, God, you always pick the worst stuff. I can't believe this. This sounds like um, Jack Johnson and the Mountain Goats got together and did a collab, but in the worst possible way. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's exactly why I don't like picking the songs. <laughs> oh God, that is also going to be a T-shirt now. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it. Is a very good song. It is on one of their more, or one of their more, one of his more recent albums, and it's certainly overproduced. The Jack Johnson reference is appropriate, but Frank Turner himself was in a ton of post-hardcore bands, and that was like one of his most mellow songs. But the whole concept was. Or the chorus is I can fuck up anything. And yeah. it was in reference to Diron Espria, where we're already winning, it's in stoppage time, and I can fuck up anything. All right. Produced and engineered by Greg Donnelly. <laughs> Intro song written and performed by the same guy, Greg Donnelly. Hey, um, Jonathan. <laughs> what? Seven seconds, are you a fan? Who yes. is? Yes. Have you heard uh, Kevin Seconds' solo album that he did that was uh, just him, drums, and guitar, no bass? No, but Kevin Seconds is a fucking dick. It's uh, yeah. it's called um, – what is it called? It's good. It came out in the 90s, I think. Um, it's uh, 
It's much better than this Frank Turner song. <laughs> but, but Fuck uh, you. Suck my balls. <laughs> so send you should us check it out. Like to send us an email, it's portlandvanity at gmail.com. Seven can, can, what Kevin seconds do? Why wasn't, why wasn't there a, a 27 <laughs> seconds patch for Valeria's goal? There was. There, there was? was? T- I think there was TIFO. Somebody made it. There was a TIFO, and I thought it was made into like a patch or a sticker or something. I think it was two. It might have been a two stick. Leave um, us a yeah. voicemail. 503 583 4235. What are you hey. guys having for dinner tonight? Hey, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> How did your, how'd your haircut turn out? It's actually quite glorious. Uh, I received many compliments. <laughs> you were really upset about that haircut, man. <laughs> It was a good. It's a good Facebook and Instagram hey. at Portland Vanity. Hey, what? How did Kevin Second bring your haircut? Yeah, I, I tried to call him and he just didn't answer. Twitter is PDX Vanity Soccer. <laughs> and you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple, and Google Play. Make sure you like and subscribe, and leave comments. We want comments. We're needy. And that's yeah. it. All right. See ya. Go Victory. Timbers. Victory. Victory. Victory will be ours. The magic is real. And just give me one fine day of plain sailing weather, and I can fuck up anything. Anything. It was a wonderful life when we were together, and now I've fucked up every little goddamn thing. Amelie lied to me. This was supposed to be easy. I found the one damn person to help me fall asleep in the night But sleeping gets tiring And dark reminds me of dying And as long as this feeble heart is still beating You will find me rushing through every room Switching on all the lights The problem with falling in love in late night bars Is that there's always more nights, there's always more bars The problem with showing your love is that everybody's lover is covered in scars So give me one fine day of pain sailing Whatever I can fuck up anything Anything it was a wonderful life When we were together and now I fucked up Everything's got fractures And I felt faithless At that moment just before the dawn When everything falls apart
yourself no yes i said it's a consistent issue uh, the the last several episodes you're you're talking and it cuts off midway through i don't know what it is okay we're at the 15 minute mark greg so if you have to make one edit and pull that out that's where it is um so i said so seba goes out on injury and then they make a sub and what happens the attack continues yeah and all right, cool. Okay, on. talk to you guys later. Okay, that was uh, that was a brief pause here at minute twenty three. So, uh, sorry. Oops, those little non people, I guess, are going to lose because we played them what three times this season so far, yeah. and we've beat them every time. <laughs>